When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen to the sound of the thunder that's happening in the distant background as we record here from Woodstock, New Brunswick. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and joining me today is a new friend who I'm very excited to have on the podcast, Andrea Anderson. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Thanks, Marco. This is fun. (laughs) Well, it's just started, so we'll see. We'll see how it gets. But Andrea, I wanted to say, you know, in life you meet people and every once in a while you meet a person who you're like, I really dig this person. This is someone who I feel like I've been friends with for years and years and years. And to me, that's you. And I'm so excited to have you. You're a friend of my wife's, Amanda. And Amanda, we came to New Brunswick to visit a good dear friend of hers. And I got to meet you. And I'm wearing a t-shirt that you brought me and you brought me a Coke Zero and I couldn't be happier. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I, I, we have the most stunning view right now of the sky. It's bl- mm. blue and getting dark blue and gray and thunder is happening. So you may hear some thunder and we may see some lightning, but we want you to enjoy this episode and really just sit back, relax and listen to the various sounds of New Brunswick and our conversation with Andrea Anderson. Andrea, I understand that you enjoy books. I do. What kind of books do you enjoy reading? Um, Honestly, I really enjoy uh, biographies. Those are some of my favorite reads. I even enjoy biographies more when they're uh, an audiobook because I love hearing the... I love hearing the author's voice. It's my favorite. So... You and I are definitely cut from the same cloth because I I just listened to Molly Shannon's biography, Hello, Molly. Yes. And it was wonderful. Okay. Uh, What biographies have you listened to that you Um, really enjoyed? Okay. So surprisingly, uh, my first audiobook was last summer and it was Matthew McConaughey's book. Oh. And... I mean, I I just love listening to him anyway. Well, he's got a wonderful, yeah. soothing, he's got a soothing but voice. But his story's right? not what you would think it would be, though. Yeah. Is, isn't it called Green and Red? Go and, uh, go and Stop? or Green Light or... Yeah, yeah, I think it's Green Light. Okay, Green but Light. But it's just about finding opportunities in, in, in darkness. Really, that that's really what it's about. But, I mean, he's a funny guy, but it really tapped into his life. And, I mean nobody's life is easy and it, it was good sure it's really good yeah sure. just finding opportunities in hard times now um do you does the author play a significant role in your 
wanting to read or listen to biographies or will you listen to just about anyone's biography? Yeah, honestly, just about everybody. Yeah, and and I, and I love it all, right? So I I love celebrity biographies. Okay. I love local people biographies. Honestly, even politicians just just to hear I like people's stories. I like their backgrounds. I like figuring out who they are. I, sure. I love that. It just gives me a piece of them, right? Okay, so I'm going to recommend another biography okay. that we just recently read. And I wouldn't have taken out this biography. But, oh, did you see that? Yeah. Line? yeah spectacular. Uh, I wouldn't have necessarily recommended this biography, or I wouldn't have taken it out based on the on the cover of the book. Mm-hmm. But I try to go onto my library app, and there's an app we use called Libby. I don't know if you use it, and it'll, it'll allow you to download um, whatever books you want in audiobook form and listen to them. So we try to look at the most recent ones that are available. And there was one by Johnny Russo and it's called Hollywood Godfather. And he played, um, he played the wife of, um, Connie. Oh, sorry. He, she, he played Connie's husband okay. in the Godfather. Sorry. I messed that up a bit, but you know what I'm saying? And he talks about how he got the role in his life and his stories are so fascinating that I said to Amanda, if only half of what he wrote is true, it's still a most fascinating wow. read or listen. Yeah. So I really recommend it. I've recommended okay. it to a few friends and they're all like, it's unbelievable. Okay. So so that's one I recommend. Do you have one that you would recommend? Um, so I love Rick Mercer, obviously. Yeah, who doesn't? Um, and so through the winter, this past winter, um, I loved listening to him on the treadmill. Okay. <laughs> which sounds funny, but... It's his voice. That's what it is for me. And it really, I mean, he's a funny guy anyway, sure. but again, it's its tapping into who he is when he speaks, right? I love that. And for our international listeners, Rick Mercer, oh, there you go, mm-hmm. um, is a journalist comedian here in Canada who's done quite a bit. So if you get a chance to watch some of his things on YouTube or listen to his book yeah. as per your recommendation. Now you can probably hear the sound of the rain in the background. Rain is a calming wow. sound. A lot it, of people really it love it. It sounds this. really nice. Mm-hmm. Tell us about Woodstock. We're in Woodstock, New Brunswick, yeah. Carlton County in particular, <laughs> which is what it says on my shirt. Yeah. And you found this sh- shirt very humorous. At the convenience store, yeah. <laughs> but you found it humorous because of the anchor that's in the middle of it. And you're like, we're not a seaside town. That's right. We are a border town, actually. We border the state of Maine. So for a lot of my life, honestly, we would be like these scandalous cross-border shoppers because, I I mean, that would be my life growing up, that we would just cross into Maine and beyond and enjoy the U.S., so lots of fun there. But it's just a small, quaint little town. Um, I think what I've seen as I've gotten older and moving back here is that people are really for the most part really good they sure. they like to give back they like to help their neighbor and i think i really enjoy that i enjoy that about where i live that you know you're always looking out for the person beside you and sometimes that goes away but i really feel like it's really present here so oh most definitely i yeah. see how friendly everyone is and how helpful they are and it's a little bit shocking for myself coming from a big city to see how open people can be (laughs) too much (laughs) well you know i had to wait for two people having a conversation at the dollar store because they decided to have the conversation right at the entrance one person in the entrance and one person on the other side of the entrance and i didn't want to be that rude person 
from Toronto who interrupts them. So I stood behind them for a good three minutes while they had a conversation about what she should buy mm-hmm. in the at store, the dollar store. At the dollar store. Yeah. And she was asking the other person's grandson. And so he was telling her. And I was like, oh, well, I'll listen to it. Now it's coming down hard. It really is. You also enjoy a good run and walk, you were saying, with friends. Tell me about that. Yeah. What got you into it? You know, it, honestly, it was when I left high school and when I went on to university. Um, I got into physical activity and I really enjoyed it. Um, I feel like through the years it's actually saved me, to be honest, because it's just nice to get out and and be by myself. I really like going by myself, honest. I don't even really like going with other people. Really? It's just by myself and I, I do enjoy music. I enjoy listening to things, but it's just my alone time. And there was a time when I used to run. I, I walk more now than run, but that's okay. It's just, it's it's and it's when you're done, you're just like, wow, I did that for me. And it, I'm sweating, it feels good. So. Are you an early morning walker? No. A late night walker? Yeah, usually mid- like around five or six. That's okay. my prime time, really. Or, or I really like walking it on hot days. Too. Oh, really? Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, I just like being in the sun and getting some time to myself. So, What are some walking tips you would give us? If, if Because I'm not a walker yep. because it's Honestly, not my thing. Honestly, two things. Okay. Hydration, well before you go for your walk. Like even, you really should be hydrating the day before, right? For right. a good walk. And stretching. Oh, and stretching. I'm 47 now, and I wish that someone would have told me when I was 18 that I should stretch more. Okay. So, yeah, definitely stretching. Stretching after your activity. What's your favorite stretch, or what's the stretch that Andrea does before her, her walks? Um, just honestly, um, like stretching against the wall with my legs, like okay. to really stretch that out. My Achilles, I have some trouble with that now. Okay. And yeah. Yeah, just to really stretch it out. You mentioned university. Where did you go to university? Mm-hmm. I went to um, university in Fredericton. I went to St. Thomas University, and uh, I was there. <laughs> I was there for three years. So I did an English degree, although I wanted to go in to social work. Okay. And I was pretty lost by year three. I dropped out. Okay. And um, I took a couple of years to figure out what I really was interested in. Which was? Uh, science and nutrition. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And then I went back to school um, and I went to St. FX, which is a university in Nova Scotia. And our listeners should know that St. FX um, has the coolest school ring yeah. in the world. And you might be thinking, how does a school in Nova Scotia, not even in Halifax, it's in... It's in Antigonish. Antigonish. Have the coolest coolest school ring because it's an X. Mm -hmm. So it looks like you're part of the X-Men when you graduate from that university, right? It's a big deal. It's as it should be. I mean, I I wish our school ring was as cool as that school ring. So cool story, Marco. Okay, I'd love this. Um, So I went back to St. FX... Um, I was 25, 26 at the time. Now, St. FX stands for St. St. Francis Xavier, Xavier University. Right. Yeah. Or we should say that because... Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and hence the, hence the X in Xavier. That's right. Right. Okay. That's right. Um, so I went back to university and, um, I mean, I was married at the time. My husband was working down there on, as a paramedic and I became pregnant in my 
third year there. So okay. I, had, I had totally switched programs. I was in an arts degree and I switched into a science degree. So, oh, so you were in an arts degree at St. FX yeah. and then you switched? I was in an arts degree at St. Thomas. Okay. And I switched to a science degree at St. FX. Thank you. Yep. And so I had a baby girl and her name's Gabrielle. Oh, wonderful. And so she Hi, was two when okay. I graduated. And uh, she is now going to graduate from St. FX next spring. How wonderful. Right. And I would have never dreamed that she would return to the school. She was born in Antigonish and now she went back to university there. So that's that's special to me. Sure it is. Yeah, it'll be pretty neat when she walks across that stage. Did you push her to go to the university? Or she's like, I'm going there. And you're like, you're going there. Do you know what? We went there and... um, this is also kind of a neat story. Okay. We went there and did a school tour. And I've, obviously, I knew the school very well. Right. But it had changed a lot. It had been 15 years since I had been in that school. Sure. And she did a tour with a girl that whose mom... Um, whose mom was also um, in the home economics program. Oh, there's a home economics program Yeah, there. well, at the time. Okay. You know, um, and so her mom graduated in a very similar program that I would have graduated in, and it turns out that this same girl lived in the exact same room that Gabrielle had in her first year university. So it was almost like serendipity a little bit. Yeah, of course. That was definitely meant to happen that you went to school there. So, so may I ask what Gabrielle is studying at St. FX? Yeah, she is studying uh, kinesiology. So oh, that's she's awesome. she's interested in healthcare. As are, uh, as as yeah, are you. That's right. Okay. And um, anyway, her goal is to perhaps become an occupational therapist. Wonderful. So, yeah. And you're a nutritionist. Yeah. Okay. So in New Brunswick, we call ourselves registered dietitians. Oh, I apologize. No. Okay. It, no, no, no. It's a, it's a protected name. It, each province has their own sort of licensing. So, I see. But anyway, New Brunswick, that's what we're called. So, What's it called in Nova Scotia? Because you got it in Nova Scotia. Um, and did you work as a registered no. dietitian in Nova Scotia? No, no. Only in New Brunswick. Okay. Yeah. I think it's very similar. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know why you even asked that question. No, it's okay. You know. Sometimes, though, Marco, people get their degrees off the internet and call themselves nutritionists. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So here we go. Okay. So you clearly have the X ring. Yeah. So you're an official, not only are you part of the X Men, yeah. but you're also an official registered dietitian, right. not from a two hour course on no. the internet. <laughs> That's <Okay>. right. <laughs> so talk to me. What is it about nutrition that, that interests you? Yeah. So for me, honestly, what I've learned about myself is I used to think being a dietitian was just talking to people about fruits and vegetables. Sure. But honestly, it's really about hearing their story of who they are and what got them to that place that they're sitting beside me in my office. So I counsel people. That's what I do for a living. Um, I see people for a variety of different reasons, but it really is more trying to figure out what happened that you got here and how can we adjust that so that your life is better? Wow. That's, yeah. that's wonderful. So it's not really. And, and in a lot of sessions that I sit in with people, sometimes we really don't even have conversations about food, to be honest. Okay. It's just what's happening in your life. What's happening that there's chaos. What are some ways to sort of process through that and, and figure that out for yourself so that you can just calm it down a bit. And then, you know, thinking about, how can you eat in a different way that might support that? Sure. So, yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's really so lovely yeah. and so caring. Mm-hmm. And I think speaks to the fact that, you know, it's about connecting and helping mm-hmm. versus a diet. I feel That's like right. that word is so loaded. Yeah. Right? And in uh, such a negative way. Yeah. Right? And it's really like, how can you mm-hmm. make the food 
that you enjoy mm -hmm. work for you or make your life? I always say to people, you know, and, and especially when I work with parents with kids, mm -hmm. I say, I don't really care what you eat every night for dinner, but sit down at the table with your family and have a conversation. That's more important than even the food. It's sitting in together and talking, right? And that, I mean, food brings us together, sure. but it's just that connection that sometimes gets lost. Is so. there a food that calms you? That calms me specifically? Yeah, I'll tell you some foods that calm me. Okay. So I love a nice oatmeal. Okay. Sometimes I'll make a savory oatmeal, right. which people think is a little bit, or my wife thinks is a little bit odd. I'll make oatmeal. Not the not the packet kind. Yeah, that's like, like real sugary. oatmeal. Real oatmeal. Mm -hmm. I'll put some butter and malden salt. Okay. And I'll just sit and enjoy and the enjoy warm it. savoriness of the oatmeal. Okay. I know it sounds bland and boring, it but doesn't, for me, though. a little bit of butter and salt in, in with and the, the heat and the heat yeah to me is a calming yeah um cheese also i'll have a late night snack of cheese I heard, okay i heard cheese makes you or helps you remember your dreams i don't know where i heard okay. or read this and it probably was okay. from someone silly and so now in my head it's like i'm gonna have some cheese because i want to remember my dreams right but is there a food that calms you mm. that's a good I, i'm not I don't know. I guess I honestly, I've never really thought about food okay. like that. All yeah. Right. So I'm not really sure about the calming part. I always think, okay, I'm hungry. I need to get something to eat, but sure. I haven't really thought about it like that. So I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I love coffee. Okay. Yeah. So we could have a show where we just talk I, about coffee. Tell me about your, your coffee. Now, some of our listeners okay. who've listened to the podcast have purchased the coffee equipment that I talk about. So just be okay. Just so you know, are a professional coffee guy. I, I can once, tell. I once made. I was once hired, and I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast. And it's probably a little too exciting. But I was once the espresso chef to the Rolling Stones, and I'll tell you about that after we hear about your coffee. What kind of coffee do you like? How do you prepare it? Mm -hmm. Talk to me about coffee. Well, honestly, I really just enjoy a medium brewed coffee in the morning. So it's drip coffee? Yes. Or is it fresh print? Fresh no, it's, drip. Okay, it's, it's drip. drip coffee, but I do enjoy the other as well. I think it's just a time thing for me in okay. the mornings. Yeah. So what kind of coffee and what what's the vehicle that you use to brew your coffee? Mm. Is it just a, like a... Like an a boring percolator. Okay. Yeah, we can call it what it is. No, that's, listen, there's <laughs> nothing boring about something that yeah. functions in a way that delivers the mm -hmm. coffee that you need. But I need to know what kind of coffee are you using? Because I'm going to talk to you about layered coffee if you don't already do okay. it. Okay, which I don't, so I okay. can't wait to hear. So my coffee blend, literally, Marco, very boring. It would just be um, like a medium Colombian, a medium Medium brew, roast. A medium okay. roast, that's right. And I like a little bit of milk and a little bit of cream combined. Oh, you do milk and just cream. a little bit, a little okay. bit of both. Okay, yeah, just a little tease. I love that. Yeah. What about any, any sweetener in there? No. So the the cream adds the sweetness yeah. that you need, and the I milk. I just need a little bit. I need it to lighten a little bit. Okay. With, with the cream. Yeah, so. I get that. Sometimes yeah. the beauty of coffee is the color palette that you mm -hmm. like. So layered coffee is mm -hmm. this. You use a medium roast. So when we're talking about notes in in coffee flavors, right? We talk about them as notes, right? The medium spectrum is going to be, you know, a well-rounded kind of um, lovely sort of not too strong and bitter, not too light and, you know, golden or, or nothing-y, okay. right? 
So you get the notes in that area. The light coffee brew is here and I'm making gestures with my hand so no one who's listening is going to see what I'm doing. And then you have the dark roast here. Okay. If you layer your coffee, you're going to get the notes from all those different things. So if you take a medium roast and you add a bit of dark roast, say 50-50, you're going to get the flavor notes in this whole area versus this area. If you use the light roast mm -hmm. and a dark roast, you get this and this. Okay. And your palate has to bridge that. So you can layer your coffee by using two different roasts in your, um, what's it called? The bag, the I bag, guess. The yeah. bag, yeah. The, the, the filter. The filter, thank yeah. you. So it's an interesting huh. way to, to get a more well-rounded coffee if you add a different roast in with your medium roast. Yeah. Now, another thing that we love to do, and this is our breakfast blend, mm -hmm. is add a bit of cinnamon to the top of your, if you like the flavor of okay, cinnamon. Okay, I do. So, so add some cinnamon to your coffee when you put it in the filter. And the trick here is to add less cinnamon than you would think. So it's not about adding more cinnamon for cinnamon flavor. Just add like a, a little sprinkle. And if you don't get the cinnamon flavor in, the next time add maybe two, two dashes, okay. okay? And you'll get a wonderful warmth cinnamon flavor to your coffee. That's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank and you. Cinnamon's good for you, right? Like, cinnamon's great. Yeah. And, and I think we'll see more research come out on cinnamon, actually. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's impressive. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. And just to sort so of... So coffee is calming for me. So Coffee? Yeah. So many of my listeners are like, I drink coffee too to calm. And I had a listener that I spoke about um, not too long ago who purchased the most beautiful stovetop espresso Bialetti. Oh, wow. Are you familiar with the Bialetti? Not really. Okay, so when you come to visit us in Toronto, please, it'll be my privilege okay. to make you coffee Wonderful. in the morning. Okay? I would love that. So I will make it and I'll, and I'll show you that. But some of our listeners, we casually say some stuff and then they go and do it and I forget about it. And they'll be like, I did what you said. And, wow. and it's like, oh my goodness. And they... And they so I'm always like, I hope that's, I'm, I'm not. I hope I'm not giving people a bum steer when they when they listen to right. this. Right, but that's wonderful. Yeah. That's, yeah. No, that's great. So I should mention, since I did mention it, I'll just follow up. I was asked by a good friend of mine to make espresso for the Rolling Stones when they were in town at the Toronto International Film Festival. One of the Rolling Stones, and I apologize, I can't remember which one. Okay. It's not Mick Jagger, and it's not. Okay. It's not Keith Richards. Mm -hmm. It's the other guy, the drummer, I think. I okay. apologize once again. So she called me and said, Marco, you're good at making espressos, right? I said, well, I make espressos at home, and I, I've worked in bars where I've had to make it. And she's like, would you be able to come down here to the theater I'm working at and make espresso for the Rolling Stones? And I'm like, sure, if you need me to. And she's like, I do, because this one member of the Stones has to have his espresso, because he's no longer taking the drugs that he used to take and now he's doing um espresso for his for his energy kicks so i was like okay so i got all my accoutrements i went down there i was brewing espresso and just getting ready and i would i would let her know just let me know when he gets here because i don't want to brew it too soon i mm -hmm. want to make sure that it's fresh and unfortunately he never had a chance to try it because he was whisked in to see the show and then he was whisked out but his his manager had it mm -hmm. and told me it was the best he's ever had. Wow. All of these people that work with them. And then I was asked to be their bodyguard. And I said, you want me? I mean, you can look at me to be the, the bodyguard of the Rolling Stone. And my friends, like, we got to get them from the theater to their limousine. Okay. 
and we don't have bodyguards with us right now. So we have to just walk side by side with them so that the public, which is already sectioned off, so don't worry, but if one person should get through, mm-hmm. we're going to be the barrier. And I said, but look at me, Ashley, I'm not, I'm not a bodyguard type. And she's like, neither am I, but this is what we, she goes, I have no one else. So I was also the bodyguard for the Rolling Stones. That is, you know what? That is a neat story. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a neat memory too, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were almost there. I was almost there, but I was walking beside, I could have reached out and shook yeah. his hand and actually he kind of gave me a look. I think somebody told him he's the person who was making the espresso and he was like really grateful. He was like, kind of like, give me an, a, give you that. Gave me that really nice could nod. So it was like, look. was I could tell they appreciate it. They seem like very lovely, yeah. lovely people. So that's, that's, that's nice. really neat. Yeah. Really neat. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about something else you enjoy doing. You love to read books, mm. biographies in particular. Yeah, I do. And you know what? I love to volunteer. Oh. Yeah. So I've spent a lot of time in this town that I live in now, volunteering in the community. And honestly, it's really filled me up. Really? I, yeah. I've really, I, I just really, I think I was brought up that way with my parents to to really be thankful for what you have. That, okay. you know, my dad had always said, you're no better than anybody else and sure. nobody's any better than you, right? Yeah. But to really have the ability to give back too, yeah. and so I feel like that's always been present in my life, even with my brothers too. Um, a lot of people who volunteer say that they get more out of it. I think so. I think so. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, and it just feels good, right? It feels mm. good to to do something and, and and or to bring something in that brings pleasure to somebody else, right? Mm. That's neat. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, that's something that's really brought me pleasure through the years as I've as I've raised my kids in chaos, right? Because it that's just, what it, happens. That's what happens. Yeah. Sure. And I bet your parents would say that they raised you Absolutely. in chaos, but you never saw it like you that. You know what? I'm grateful for it, that I got a chance as an adult to say, thanks, mom and dad. I bet it was hard. That's wonderful. <laughs> right? So, yeah. So I really do enjoy um, volunteering, volunteering in community events or you know, activities for kids, things like that. It's something that's really brought me pleasure through the years. Oh, so. that's wonderful. Yeah. You mentioned a quote from your dad. I'd love to hear a quote from your mom. And, I'll, and while you're thinking, I'll tell you that my dad used to say this to me. He used to say, I don't care what you do in life as long as you do it to the best of your ability. I'll yeah. support you in whatever endeavor, whatever job you want to do. I don't care if you want to do a job that people think is the lowliest job as long yeah. as you do it to your best of your ability and I always thought that always resonated with me yeah I wonder if there's a little nugget of wisdom that your mom uh, gave you through the years or something that you do you know what my mom I, I think Amanda's probably my mom recently passed and so I'm so grateful that I can look back and say like she was a strong woman and yeah. she made me a strong oh, woman so wonderful. I don't know if I have a a quote or anything but she's taught me resilience in, in so many ways so i'm so grateful for that that's so wonderful truthfully. and i bet you're passing resilience on to your daughter i hope so and your daughter gabrielle right mm-hmm. do you have other kids because i don't want to have the podcast and then they listen and they're like you didn't mention i do me. okay so yeah, let's talk so about I, them. gabrielle is 21 and my son cole is 16 oh cool yeah and you know what he's a wonder too and what so, does cole like to do cole enjoys sports okay yeah so he's definitely an athletic guy Um, he enjoys having a good time. He likes having fun and making fun and probably getting in trouble, but it's part of growing up, right? Cool. That's what you've got to do. Trust me. So let me ask you this before we're, we're at our time. Mm -hmm. So let me just say this. 
Um, do you find that you know more about a sport that you probably had no interest in because your son loves it? Yes, hockey. Tell me about that. Well, my son a, plays a, hockey. I have a friend who's like, I never watched hockey. I never knew stats of hockey. Uh-huh. And his son became this hockey yeah. fanatic. And yeah. he's like, Marco, I've learned so much about hockey in the and last five years. you know what? Years. I really enjoy it. Okay. I really enjoy not just watching him, but I really enjoy the sport of hockey, which I didn't really think I ever would. What is it about hockey you enjoy? And it's so weird because I've never had a hockey episode. The hype. The hype. Yeah. The so I just recently went to my first ever NHL game. Which one? Who did in you Florida. see? In Florida. Okay. Imagine. So, so I, I go all the way to Florida to watch an NHL hockey game. And who did you see play? Um, it was Tampa Bay and the Winnipeg Jets. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of neat. Sure. Unfortunately, the Winnipeg Jets lost. Okay. Um, but just the hype of that, being in that room and that adrenaline, I love that. Are the Jets your team? No. Who is your team? I think back in the day, like in the 90s, it would have been the Canadians. Yeah. They were hot then. Right. That's probably when like you say them. hot, do you mean they were like on they fire? They were like winning Stanley Cup champions. Hot men, okay. Well, probably both. Probably both, if okay. You, if, you're, if I'm being honest. Okay, fair. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Um, yeah. I, f- I find a lot of people from the Maritimes are Canadian fans. Okay. Fans of the Montreal Canadiens, I yeah. should say. And um, So my husband's a Capitals fan. Oh, is he? And my son is a, a Blackhawks fan. Really? Yeah. Okay. And so we, because I'm an avid cross-border shopper um we do enjoy trips to boston so we have enjoyed some sporting events even in boston because it's really not far from us so that's been really fun too so and when you say not far what do you what what does that mean? well i mean it would be you know a six-hour drive so it's not that far and to me that's far okay all right andrew i'm gonna say this when you're in toronto Mm -hmm. we're gonna do a hockey episode Okay, perfect. So just get ready for that because I haven't done. I've done an episode on hockey skates, okay, and, and skating and how to tie a hockey skate, but mm-hmm. I've never done it on the sport of hockey. Oh my goodness! At least not to my recollection. So we'll do an. I did a golf episode. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna need to bring my son for this hockey episode. Bring, bring your son Cole. <laughs> uh, bring your daughter Gabrielle. Bring your husband. We didn't mention him, and we won't on this episode. Oh, wonderful guy. <laughs> we'll we'll mention him on the next episode. That's right, Andrea. Thank you so much. Thank you, Marco, for being part of the Insomnia Project. And to all our listeners, we hope you enjoy this episode from Woodstock, New Brunswick, with the lightning and thunder and the pitter patter of rain in the background. And us, and as always, I hope you were able to listen and sleep.